eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. So concerned. You were freaking out. You thought Darren Ruff was going to be on this team? Never a doubt, ladies and gentlemen. Never a doubt. Welcome to Rico Bronia. On the day and the day after, the New York Mets said, Darren Ruff stinks. Let's DFA him. We'll talk about that, plus the other Met roster decisions they have made as they pare it down to 26 men. I do admit, I do admit, before I continue saying, I'm right, I'm right, I was a little nervous the other day when we recorded the Rico Bronia in which we talked about Vientos being sent down and Beatty being sent down. I was a little worried, and I may have shown that worry, but I remain true despite that worry that, like I told you on February 23rd, when we recorded our 26-man roster predictions, I said, Darren Ruff isn't going to be on this team. But that man I'm pointing towards, Pete Hoffman, he was so negative. All he said is, you're wrong. Ruff's going to be on the team. Billy Epler's proving to all of us how smart he is. So, Pete, I know you're happy. You're happy to be wrong, as am I, when I don't want to be right about things. How do you feel knowing Darren Ruff will never play for the New York Mets again? Listen, I'm actually relieved. This is great. But to be fair, I'm going to give myself a little credit here because for the majority of this offseason and spring training, I was right. I missed it by three days. We, we, I was close by three days that Darren Ruff was still on this roster. But, <laughs> but, but to be fair, dude, I am – this is – I'll take the L on this all day. I'm happy. I'm still disappointed that we don't have a young guy. Like, Not trying to compare other people, but we saw the Jordan Walker video, the Anthony Volpe right. video of all these kids getting a call, making the opening day roster. I would have liked to seen somebody of the younger elk make this team, elk, elk, whatever, make this team, make this roster out of the gate and really add a spark. Tim LaCastro doesn't do that, but I'm much happier seeing him make the roster than Darren freaking Ruff. You know, it's funny. I went back to the pod we did about a month ago. It was a little over a month ago when we made our predictions for the 26-man roster. And when I predicted Tim LaCastro, who I've always had a man crush on, at the beginning of the offseason, I brought his name up as a guy they should target. In the middle of the offseason, I brought it up. 
I was even saying to Pete, we need to do an instant reaction emergency pod to LaCastro being signed to the minor league deal. So obviously, I've had a thing for him and the fit he brings to this team for a while, but I listened back to a few minutes of that pod we did a month ago. And what I said then, I, I still kind of feel, even though I was dead wrong about it, I was hoping for Tim LaCastro to make the team. I wasn't ever really confident about it. The only thing I was confident about was that they would move on from Darren Ruff, that they wouldn't bring him back, especially if spring training panned out the way it did where he didn't hit. And he basically continued what had happened a year ago. So I don't know if I was ever confident about the LaCastro pick. And you do bring up an interesting point, which we'll discuss, and that is the roster makeup. The decision for LaCastro to be on this roster at the expense of Darren Ruff is a fascinating one because the Mets basically told you, and Billy Epler basically told you, we are going to value defense, we're going to value versatility, and more than that, we're going to value speed and stolen bases late more than having a guy on our roster who can DH against left-handed pitching because they don't have that. That's the truth. And they could have had that. It's not as if they didn't have any other options. They did. Mark Vientos was that option, and he was always kind of the best option if you wanted to replace Darren Ruff with somebody already in this organization who fills that need, who fills that hole as a right-handed DH, as a guy that can match left-handed pitching. And the Mets a few days ago decided we're not going to go that route. And they went for a very different route in forming this roster. And I'm mixed about it because I love what LaCastro brings. I do. I, I made the case a month ago. I'll make the same case today. In this day and age, with the new rules that have been created, not only with the kind of shorter distance between first and second, but even the pitch clock rules and the idea that you can't pick off more than two times. If you do it a third time, there's a balk. Speed is going to play such a huge part of this sport. And the Mets have brought in a super deluxe pinch runner specialist, which I've always liked, by the way. Terrence Gore last year, I've always liked having a guy like that. But I think it matters even more in this day and age. So I love that. I love the fact that they have a guy on this roster that fits that bill. I love the fact they've got a guy who can play a decent center field, left field, and right field. I love that. And I think that makes this team late in games a more dangerous team. But they do not have a right-handed DH. You know, the New York Mets are going to play, I think it's three games out of their first six or seven. I haven't counted that ahead of time, but I know with the Marlins, where they're going to face left-handed pitching. There's going to be a lefty on the mound. So you have to ask yourself, who's the DH that night? And we had talked about this in the past. What would it look like if LaCastro replaces Ruff? We always knew Luis Guillerme would be on this team. We always knew, obviously, Tomas Nito as the backup catcher would be on this team. We always knew Tommy Pham would be on this team. They signed him to a guaranteed contract. That one is under the microscope, by the way. That's the one we're going to look at. And there's a, he's the new guy. Now that rough is gone, that we're all going to point to and say, this guy better freaking hit. And we'll get more to that a little bit later on. And then you've got LaCastro. So those, those are your bench pieces, which they all fill kind of a different need coming off the bench. But okay, they're off your bench when Vogelbach is DHing against a righty. Now there's a lefty on the mound. Who's your DH? So answer that question right off the top, Pete. Who's the designated hitter game two of this season with Jesus Lazardo on the mound? Escobar. And you're going to make Guillermo your third baseman. Interesting. That's your first response. Yep. 
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So you're what you're doing is, and by the way, what's interesting about that, you're being consistent to what Billy Epler's been selling us over the last few weeks about defense, defense, defense. Part of the reason why they were unsure about Brett Beatty, he's got to get better defensively. Mark Vientos has to get better defensively. Tim LaCastro made this team defense, defense, defense. He even said it on Monday. Late in the game, we don't want that big, hairy, power-hitting guy off the bench. We want to have some versatility. That was his line. That would at least back up his point if he says, hey, against the lefty, here's what we're going to do. We're not adding a better bat. We're going to add a better glove because Luis Guillerme is a better defensive third baseman than Eduardo Escobar. I think we're going to see a little bit of that, but I think Tommy Pham is going to get the shot. I do. I think Tommy Pham is going to get that shot to, to DH slash play the outfield because he could, against the lefty, play center field with Nimmo DHing. He could play right field with Castro DHing, uh, uh, Marte DHing. So I do think that in that role of who's the bat in the lineup, more so than just who's the DH, because I'm sure they'll use the DH for other guys, especially Nimmo and Marte, who are coming off some injuries. But I think Tommy Pham gets the bulk of the opportunities early if he struggles offensively like he has in spring training. A, Vientos may come up, but also I think we'll see a little bit of the let's improve our defense and play Guillerme at third base. And like you said, Pete, have Escobar DH. Can I ask you a question? Because I didn't do the research, and that's me being naive, and I apologize about that. But what are Tam- Tommy Pham's splits against lefties that we have to, you know, that, that's the go-to move? I know they brought him in. It's a fourth outfielder, which I'm not hating on so much. But to slide him in as a right-handed DH, what has he done to fill that role? Well, okay, so the answer to that question is what year do you want to look at? I think looking at the entirety of his career, sure, we can do that. But we could also look at what have you done recently. A year ago, which is, I think, the first thing you want to look at because it was last year, Tommy Pham had a bad offensive season. His numbers against lefties was significantly better than his numbers against righties. And here's what they, here's what they sounded like, okay? Against righties, he hit just 224, 653 OPS. Against lefties, he had 273, 50 points higher. A 784 OPS, which is good, but not great. I mean, it's not as if he's destroying them. And he hit six home runs, 21 RBIs, and 70 games against lefties. So they're not great by any stretch. They're just significantly better than how he did against right-handed pitching. But a year earlier, 2021, another year in which Tommy Pham was bad. He was actually a little bit better in 2021, but he wasn't very good. Here are the numbers. I laugh because it's going to be not what you, not what we want. Against righties, he had 239 with a 736 OPS. Against lefties, 202 with a 689 OPS. Oh my now, God. I know, but here's where it gets good, all right? In 2019, when Pham had a really good year, he had 21 home runs that year. Against righties, 248, 765 OPS. But against lefties, all right, against lefties, he went 340 with a 945 OPS. 
How about that? Yeah, but that was th- <laughs> four years ago. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, I know on, we're dude. looking at numbers from three years ago to justify. Oh, well, that's good. Hey, okay, so just one thing that I want to touch on that we that I want to go back to something. They they talked about Epler and every and company talked about how there was a tough decision for them to have to tell Darren Ruff that he couldn't make this team. There was a very tough spot for them, but right. yet they had no problem telling Mark Vientos, hey, you're going to AAA. Explain to me how you have a bat that may be able to be more suitable for your lineup, and yet you have no problem doing that, but yet it's, oh, it's so tough to break Darren Huff, Ruff's heart. Well, because, first of all, Billy Epler was breaking his own heart because he had to admit, which he did to his credit, this was a bad trade. I made a very bad trade. But I think when you DFA a guy, you're firing them. You know, that, that's really what you're doing. You're firing the guy. You're like, you're gone. We're going to pay you money to leave. Nobody's going to claim you off waivers. Then you're going to refuse a minor league assignment, and you're gone. When you send a guy to the minor leagues, you're basically winking at them and saying, we see you soon. We believe in you, and you'll be back. And so I think that's the difference between DFAing a guy and telling another guy, hey, we're going to send you down for a little bit. But I got to give Billy Epler a little bit of credit. I do. I have to be fair about this. You mentioned this a lot. I even gave you credit, mentioned it the other day, that it feels like Billy Epler is trying to force Darren Ruff down our throats to justify a bad trade. And sometimes in sports, you have to just admit that you made a bad move, that you just have to say, look, this didn't work out. This is on me. I'm going to take my L and we move on. And to Billy Epler's credit, he did that. He did. He said point blank, it did not work out. And I appreciate that because while it's still a bad trade that can get even worse, and we'll get into the four guys they gave up and examine their futures and how bad this trade can be, I appreciate you not making it worse. And Darren Ruff being on this roster and getting the at-bats against lefties would have made it worse. Because then you'd be forcing him down our throats. So give Epler credit for this. It was a bad, bad, bad trade that, again, we'll examine more. But at least he was able to move on in a few months and not force this down our throat any more than he did. But now it's turned, Darren Ruff has turned into a more expensive Tommy Pham. And how long, and listen, to, I would like to see Tommy Pham produce. I don't think anybody's sitting there rooting for Tommy Pham not to produce, but you just went through his numbers and they're not, nothing to really sit there and be like, oh, I can't wait to see this guy hit the cover off the ball. Like, I'm nervous. 